0: RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real-life consultivations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. We are back with consultivations. It's another week, and um, Kevin, have you noticed that Eric has put us in the small windows?
1: <laughs> I have. I think there's something malicious about that. What's it Yeah, it's, it's like
0: we've got, we, we've asked him to do something today, Kevin, haven't we? And and he, this is what he does with the control panel.
1: Sometimes you
2: just got to take control.
0: Well, in a friendly way, I once heard. Oh, so we we are back with. Amazing Eric Swick, uh, Swick Business Strategies from Denver, Colorado, and of course, the man himself, Kevin Turnbull, uh, President of RLC LA and VP of RLC Consult, our Academy and Training School for Consultants in the US. So we're going to talk to you about something important today. Eric, what's the planned subject this week? You may as well tell us.
2: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about leaders being both selfless and selfish and where it may be appropriate to use both of those.
0: So when we talk about leadership as a classic question then, so where does being selfish and selfless usually sit? So what do people normally say about it in our shared experiences?
2: Well, I think, you know, selfish always has a very negative context to it. So, they don't think of themselves as being selfish, they want to think of themselves as being selfless.
0: And, and why do we think that is? I,
2: I think it's just that context of what people think of when you're selfish, it means you're not sharing, you're not willing to, you know, I go back to childhood, you know, when you know, you're playing with other kids and you don't want to share your toys, that's
0: being selfish. So, so, sorry, Eric. You had toys. <laughs> I mean, I remember me and Kevin, we only had to, to play with sticks and stones outside of Kevin. Isn't that right?
1: That's it. That's, that, that's, that's indeed.
0: Although, you know, I, I think the
1: whole idea of... Uh, I think what you're saying there, Eric, is that selfish versus selfish, selfless has been... Um, you know, it, it goes back into the eons of history in terms of human dynamics. But I think there's a leadership concept, the whole idea of selflessness is actually quite new. I mean, certainly when I started my career in the 70s, uh, you know, working for some big corporations, there was much more of a climate of selfishness. You know, leaders had to be strong. They issued orders to get results. They never, ever said, what can I do to help you improve your productivity or increase your results? They're always about do this, do that. So I think there's a modern interpretation of selflessness, which is a great thing, by the way. Um, yes. It's
2: interesting, Kevin, to say that because, you know, I started my career in the 70s too, and um, where I found it wasn't necessarily from my leadership, but it was more from peers where I felt there was selfish, selfishness because they didn't want to necessarily share because it was this race who can get ahead of the other person, and so there was this competitive environment for, you know, who's going to get that next promotion, who's going to get rewarded. And uh, that's where I saw
1: it. I think that's absolutely right. And so the culture was actually generating a selfishness because we were all climbing the slippery pole. Um, And and I think that's a great example of it all. And that's just what it was like when I started. It was all about grade chasing. Um, Sure, you were performing and, and you were producing results, but there was a, there was a, there was an unhealthy um, aspect to the culture which was blindingly obvious to me and my and, and my like-minded peer group.
0: It's, it's a really it's a really good shout though, Kevin um, I think that it, it, it is also slightly misinterpreted isn't it this being selfish and selfless. I, I, I think one of the reasons Eric uh, is that we've got so lost in a critical leadership ingredient of humility that we sometimes confuse also humility with being selfless. And what we often forget is some of the best work about humility that I've read or studied. Uh, My favorite work is Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Um, As a consultant, it's probably the best book I've ever read. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what, you can miss when he talks about level five leadership, it was humility and edge. You, know, you, you can't develop your edge, can you? Being selfless, yes. or can you.
2: I, I think you can, I, I do. I, I think in Kevin's point earlier about, he's talking about how it used to be. I don't think you can operate that way today. I don't think, Organizations, teams, people are looking for that kind of leadership any longer. Yeah, they're desiring something you know a more selfless type of leadership.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's totally right. And I, and I think with the advent of millennials being you know over fifty percent of the workplace, they've got different values to kind of boomers. Our you know our boomer generation. Yeah, um, and they need, they need to be managed in a different way, which is much more consensus oriented. Um, it's much more shared. Um, uh, ownership, culture led. um, uh, So to be honest, if you try and be a selfish leader, I think you'll be shot down in flames or recognized for what you are very quickly. And generally in my book, and I've I've worked for some of these people, selfish leaders, they kind of fear two things. Uh, They fear being um, exposed as incompetent. Yeah. And they fear being exposed as an imposter, that they're not a leader. And, they, and they, they generally overcompensate by being more selfish. So it is kind of self-defeating in a wee, weird sort of a way. I don't know if you agree with that, but... Uh.
0: But I actually think it's a great reflection back to the past and, and up to the moment, because you talked about millennials and all the other generational tags that you can have. And, and Eric, your point, people are looking for a different style of leadership. But I think one of the things that selfish versus selfless argues as a debate, it's actually arguing about two different states of mind as a leader, isn't it? When should you be selfish? You know, um, in an article which is from the book Leadership or Leader, that one, written by me, of course, uh, there's a quote by Herbie Mann that says, being selfish to me means that you have to look out for yourself and you don't have to sacrifice. Uh, and actually, what, we, what we're not saying is that that's the case. We're saying that's an interesting perspective. There is sacrifice in leadership, right? Yeah. But there are times I think you've got to be selfish. Internally, I think, is where that applies the most, Kev. You know, as in, if you're not ready mentally, if you're not ready in your mindset as a leader, you've got to be selfish about doing that properly. Because if you yeah, have
1: yeah you, you do have to be. Um, and I don't think this this sort of discussion would ever say that being selfish is always bad. Um, yeah. you know you, 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 that's a great example Dave of you know getting your mindset together and recognizing that you might not be quite on track. Um, I used to be very open with my teams that I've managed that um, I will always have a consensual style. yeah I will always involve you in decision making. Um, So, your voice will be heard, but when it comes to making the final decision, I will be making that," he said selfishly, um, uh, after considering all the evidence, and I expect you to go along with it, because your voice is being heard and it might have been outvoted. Um, So that's an example of a selfish leader or or some elements of selfishness in a leadership style, which was all about, you know, um, managing a team appropriately.
2: Yeah. You know, Dave, you put up this saying here, being selfish or selfless, which is right. And I don't think one is or the other. And I'd be curious to know, you know, Kevin, you just gave a great example. Can you think of some other examples of where, you know, both being selfish or selfless makes sense for a leader?
1: I can think of one. I, I, was, I was with a client um, yesterday on Zoom, of course, um, and I was telling him to be selfish. Because he was working his butt off yeah. um, for the board of his company. He hasn't had a vacation in two years. And I was telling him, look, man, you've got to be a bit more selfish about this. Yeah. You know, Selfishly, you've got to get your work-life balance sorted out. And um, because you're going to burn out. Um, and you're not getting much credit for what you're doing. And you're certainly not getting much enjoyment from what you're doing. So take control. Be a bit more selfish. Stop giving all the time. So that was a that was a you know very recent yesterday example of of the importance of selfishness
0: yes, yes. totally good great example kev and good question as well I I, I see that we've we've got a, a definition up here Eric um, which is talking about what selfish leadership is actually meant to be Let's take a look at this for a minute yeah. um, Self-initiative is not one of being internally greedy or arrogant. It's serving your knowledge first. That's interesting, isn't it? Serving yeah. your knowledge.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the my thoughts is where I would be acceptable to be selfish is where you're doing some self-development. Maybe you need to take some time out from being at the office and go do some personal self-development. And, uh, you know, that I, it, it's somewhat selfish, but it's it will be better for the organization. I just think of a lot of the training i've been through over the last several years it's made me a better leader um so
1: yeah actually i think there's a there's there's an interesting um uh, cultural debate to extend to that and that is the amount of paid vacation that people take now in america the paid vacation that people take is kind of less than two weeks On average i don't i don't know what the right number is and so even when you've got paid vacation you know in your contract you tend not to take it because the cultural norms in business are oh no no you'll be letting people down if you do that you know you're taking too much time off compare that to the uk and the eu where including bank holidays everyone gets 29 days paid vacation Mm -hmm. um, and you're expected to take them and if you're not you're kind of letting the organization down because you're not recharging yourself and helping yourself. Um, I've I've worked with a lot of UK and US companies um, across the pond. And um, I've always thought this was fascinating. Uh, Really, uh, it it, it seems ridiculous to me, the the US way of doing things, because it doesn't recognize that people, it kind of says that people are dispensable. Yeah. If you burn out too bad, we'll get another one. I, I think that's because
2: in some in some financial institutions, I've heard where they mandate you have to take so much time off because that's how they can discover whether there's any fraud going on. You know, well, then, there you go. in <laughs> a bank or uh, in, uh, you know some kind of financial institution, if anything corrupt is going on, it'll get uncovered while they're gone. Great, yeah. <laughs> so, what about selflessness? How about thoughts on that? Any ideas or experiences you've had?
0: It's a, it's, it's a great question, isn't it? Um, well, I think I, I've experienced selflessness personally the most in, in, in the role of hosting when someone's looked after you. Um, it can, and actually, in Amer- we talked about the job front in America. One thing America I think does really well when you stay with people, they just know how to make you feel like you're welcome to be here, mm-hmm. and that often goes right behind the scenes. You know, there's a funny conversation with Marilyn Manning when we stayed with Sean and Marilyn in Denver. Um, I won't go into the specifics, but her willingness to take care of our travel needs no literally <laughs> knew no boundaries, and she's willing to do all of our laundry and ev- all kinds of laundry and everything and, and and it made me laugh because of course being mildly sarcastic only on occasions <laughs> um i wanted to uh, exactly I, I, I asked her whether she would iron my kilt socks and um because they look a little bit creased and she, she said to me rather calmly watch it evans <laughs> which i thought was quite funny but it's it was an example of she's very good at hospitality and, and yeah. America is really famous for this. And I think there's a there's an effortlessness to self selflessness when you're serving people, I think.
1: Right. And, and serving people can um, uh, actually I read I read a great quote from an army general. Um, and he simply said that leadership is all about to lead is to serve nothing more and nothing less. But of course, serving has many dimensions to it. You know, serving can be about you know, um, getting your people developing themselves um, so, you know, to, by taking an interest in their potential or talent. Um, it's not just some sort of a, you know, um, collaborative approach to, um, to management and leadership, it's, it's actually quite deep. Um, and, and, I, and I don't think you've come across that many truly selfless leaders.
2: I think of two things when I think of selfless. One is a personal example I've had where you may have a disgruntled client and you know I would normally step in front of the employee and take the brunt of that uh, uncomfortableness that the you know was being delivered by a client. And I think that's being in some degree selfless because I didn't want the employee to be, Harassed or to be beat up on, upon, and I took that brunt. And uh, you know, I'm okay with taking that role on. The other place I see it is something we talk about often is delivering soul food to employees. I think that's where you're, you know, you're recognizing people honestly and sincerely about efforts that they've made. It's not about you. It's not about you taking credit for things. It's giving the credit to where it's due
0: that's a that's a great show, and it seems to be coming up as a subject and a tool, self food more and more, uh, because I think I think there's it, there's a lack of it in business, isn't there? Where we're so focused on all the other things that we forget to notice great work being done. Is that, I think there's also a fundamental reason why Ken Blanchard making a comeback, right? Um, with his latest books, I, I can't remember what it's called Did it. Pour your heart into it. No, that was that was Howard Schultz something to do with the heart, lead from the heart or something like that. Um, but in, in terms of selfless, I think I wrote down a couple of things, Out going to your question. I wrote down um, anything that requires servanthood first. I was telling Kurt Rickoff about an All Blacks story. If you're listening in America, they are the best rugby team that has ever existed in the world of rugby by some way. Kevin, would that be fair? Um, I think so. Uh, and there's something about their mindset and DNA that they are going to become the wall beaters. But I asked a question today uh, as we were looking to change the channel in our conversation. And so I was listening to their book Legacy by James Kerr today. And um, they'd just beaten Wales at Rugby 427. They'd gone through all of their debriefings and all that kind of stuff. And it was, even that was impressive. And then I said, Back in the changing rooms, when they'd done all their debriefings, the coaches, the players, what was the last thing the top players in the squad did? Can you guess what the... So, this is a player you can research him, Richie McCaw. Right, the best All Blacks captain of all time. What was the, And he was one of these five players. What did he do after all of that in the changing room after the match?
1: Can anybody he guess? Up,
0: he picked up everybody's dirty, dirty laundry. You're close, Kev. Eric?
2: I don't know, maybe uh, bought them all dinner.
0: Which would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, He picked up a broom and he swept the changing arena and the facilities. Hmm. And the reason why he did it is that they have a motto, only an all black looks after an all black. And being an all black means you're prepared. So they cleaned up after themselves, even though the cleaners were coming next. Yeah. Um, and if you are watching this from Britain, maybe England could learn a lot about that. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> next up is is another thing I got selfless for is compassion and empathy. Because I think going to your soul food point, I reckon sometimes tiredness and fatigue gets in the way of great selfless leadership.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, whilst it's also the same warning, isn't it? That it's the you know, it's like it's like a it's got a dual-edged sword, I think. Sometimes it's the warning we should rest and recover. Other times it's where we've got to pay attention um, to compassion and empathy required by people we may lead. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Kev?
1: Oh, I think that uh, uh, having empathy is really important. I, I do remember um, uh, in one of the companies I ran, one of our major revenue streams was gift cards and gift vouchers. Um, and, you know there's always a breakage in that in that business where people don't redeem them um, and unlike the us this was in the uk we had a an expiry date on our on our gift cards and it was usually set at a year and i was starting to hear these conversations you know outside my office in the main body um, uh, of, of the office where people were talking to customers on the phone and explaining to them why it was just too bad that the expiry date had expired, and they should have used it earlier. And I'm sorry, we can't do anything about it. Now, the employee actually weren't very happy about this because it was confrontational. Um, so, so I got everyone together and we kind of brainstormed it. And I said, I think what we should do is, anyone that rings in, we should we should right up front offer to extend it by another year because we could reset it with our technology. Um, Uh, And so we had the situation where customers were calling in expecting to have a fight. And we just said, I'm very sorry to hear that. That's not not a problem at all. We'll reset it for another year from today's date. And if you can't manage to use it in a year, just give us a call and we'll do the same thing next year. Now, this didn't happen very often, but we changed the situation because we were being full of empathy and selflessness (laughs) But actually, it was brilliant business because these people became brand ambassadors for us, and were telling people we knew that wow, those people at Spa Finder—they're amazing. They're oh, just so, yeah. their service is just brilliant, and so we—I—I I, I got rid of the, the the uncomfortable situation with employees. I made our customers who were at fault, but I made those customers brand ambassadors for us, and it was a massive win-win all round because we were being selfless you know, right up front, we were saying, no, 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 we understand. You know, it's a hate on our revenue, but we don't care. Um, And so, there's just an example of of where, you know, leadership um, uh, made a significant difference to our business.
0: Uh, I've got one, one, Kev, that follows on from that uh, as a tip then. Because I think what you've demonstrated on my note sheet, and I'm just going to validate Eric because you've asked a question. Can you see my note sheet there? Great questions, right? Is I think a, a selfless leader has to be willing to ask questions that actually might hurt them as much as the situation sure. because the answer is more important than the, than the question being answered. And if that if the answer is detrimental to you, you should ask the question. You can easily avoid it, can you?
2: Yeah. So what I, what I hear I'm... you saying, Dave, is it's really about being vulnerable, right? As a leader. Yeah. And, you know, by doing that, you are being selfless.
0: So uh, I also wanted to clarify a couple of things you asked about, I've got some tips I made a note about listening to Kevin. Uh, about when to be more selfish and I actually think I actually think three of them are really easy um and then I will ask Kevin if he's got any more okay so <laughs> Kevin's probably got loads um but Brian wrote lead yourself first and have your mindset in shape um, get feedback and manage your mental and physical well-being. You got to be about selfish about those things. I think,
2: yeah,
0: because you, you can't you can't be selfless with what you haven't got.
1: No, that's right. I think you've got to be selfish with your time as well. Um, your time management is a bit of a selfish activity, um, but also reflects good management. So, and I talk about time management a lot with my clients because they're mostly useless at doing it. Um, uh, but, you know, I talk about the, 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 the difference between something that's urgent and something that's important. And urgent usually comes from somebody else. Yeah. But people will prioritize urgency because it seems urgent rather than focusing on the important things, which could be, you know, the strategic stuff, the planning, the two-year time horizons and setting goals. Are Actually hard things to do, but fundamentally important. So I think you've got to be kind of selfish about, you know, allocating your time because time doesn't come back, as Dave was saying that. There are there are some things you just can't give back. So there's a de- degree of selfishness about managing that, I think. Sorry.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. How have we done, Eric, answering your questions?
2: Yeah, great. Great example.
0: Oh, you're a top man. That's why he's in the big screen today, Kevin. He's, <laughs> he's, he's on self food autopilot. I love it. Right, I think, I think it's a real consideration. At the start of the year, I was talking about there'll be a moment in these early months where people are going to be emotionally fatigued because we've been living under this constant threat of COVID, this constant threat of rule changes constant restrictions to society and communities, right? And normal features of things that in America you do, in Europe we do, in the in, in the island of Britain that we do, right? Uh, so we're under this tension, uh, but I think as a leader, I guess we're inviting the question, if you want to keep your people fueled, start to think about, what you need to be selfish about so that you've got the level of energy-focused fuel to be able to support them. Does that make sense, Eric?
2: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Because I think the the, um, the energy crash is coming, isn't it? Um, I see it in people now who are tired. And, and anyone who's tired today, I, I, my only concern for them is... If you were telling me you were tired in November, I could understand it. Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be tired today, right? I can understand why many industries are. Yet yeah, it is still February. <laughs> so mm. the problem is the same. We're in month two as opposed to end of month 10, month 11, 12, where you'd be thinking, all right, that's fair enough. So I think people are going to, I would like to invite people to think really hard about this about where they might need to be selfish today and act in order to be available tomorrow and fresh or just normally.
1: right. I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought this up, Dave, because um, I, I, I think we're all seeing that kind of you know mental and physical exhaustion from lockdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think that that mental, mental and physical exhaustion breeds selfishness because people get to a, a breaking point and kind of say, I've had enough. You know, I'm going I'm to do something for me now. You know, um, and, and probably a bit of a survival um, mechanism somewhere in there. And your point, Dave, about, you know, making sure that your reservoirs of spiritual, emotional and physical well-being are topped up is so important because when you're topped up, you top other people up. Absolutely. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and, and, it's, and it's a great example of selflessness because you're recognizing your role in motivating and encouraging other people um, to, to not be in despair or not be at the end of the tether. Um, so looking after yourself, really important, keep those things topped up because it's infectious, a bit like a disease, you know, but, but you're infecting goodwill.
0: I like that. I also like the fact that you've reminded me of something and I, I'm going to share with you something that happened to me many years ago. I was dealing with a legal dispute, right? And if you've ever been in that situation, I'm sure we all have, right? But you, And it's the situation where you're reading the legal, the legal letters, right? And there's something about reading law that's been aimed at you in your name, right? that takes all the energy out of your fuel reservoirs, right? Because there's something about the language that's so potentially destructive, it just makes you go, anyway, uh, finish the ending of the story and then I'll make the point. Good news is there was no legal threat, it was mitigated and it was all nonsense and hullabaloo, right? But even though when you're reading it and you're thinking this is hullabaloo, this is nonsense, uh, until it's resolved, it feels like that. Anyway, um, I went in a coffee shop uh, during the break of a workshop to go and get a coffee, naturally. I decided to have a bit of millionaire shortbread, Kevin, to, to wash down my coffee, right? Good call. And there was an old couple who were having their soup and whatever in this cafeteria place, this cafe, British cafe, slightly posher than just a cafe. But And um, I said to the lady at the till, I'd like to pay their bill, do you happen to know what it is?" And she just got confused. Yeah, but I haven't given them their bill yet. I said, I know, but do you know how much it is? And before people think, wow, what a great guy. No, I was being selfish. I was blessing an old couple that had inspired me in the moment to take action, to make them go, who on earth did that? And, you know, as a secret, so I could actually physically and spiritually top myself back up right Mm. that was years ago right years and years ago i did this but i remember i was intentionally being selfish about a good act kev because Mm. the actual act itself is what was going to recharge me Yeah. yeah and that's the bit you were just talking about isn't it it charges both ways
2: yeah
1: yeah that is the bit i'm talking about yeah
2: that's, that's interesting. That's a uh, selfless,
1: selfish act. Correct. There you go, Eric.
2: Interesting.
0: Oh, we need a new word for that, I think, Eric. Yeah, I guess so. A, a combo hybrid word. Of course, not that I use this app at all, but and uh, nothing against them. I haven't got the time. And when I did first discover it, it took up too much time one day. when I, I think 90 minutes went by. Uh, and I'm talking about the TikTok app. And I remember, remember look at all these funny videos, and it was the weekend, and I'm going, oh my word, 90 minutes have gone by. <laughs> um, shortly afterwards, I deleted the app, because I, I don't actually have the luxury to lose time like that. But, it, it, you know, what some people do is they do acts of kindness like this and film them, and what I'm suggesting is the acts of kindness are private, they're not filmed, they are secret, they are selfish, And the joy of the selfless is for the other person you know um in the same way i I have been in a starbucks drive-through where somebody in front of me bought my coffee for me it changed my whole day (laughs) it's ridiculous isn't it yes Um, so so it's being aware that okay of your point again and an action for anybody watching this today or listening is how can you be selfish with selflessness Because, Eric, that's a great question. Yeah. So, any final tips from you guys about what we've been talking about today as we bring this to a, a beautiful close?
2: You know, the only thought I have is, you know, trying to be, think more about this and trying to be both, you know, selfless as much as you can, but at the same time, thinking about things about, Focusing on yourself that may appear to be selfish, but it's for the better for other people.
0: I I, I agree with you, Eric, and I, I'm going to piggyback on what you said and and pull out something you said earlier. I and I, I the All Blacks confirmed this today. Get serious and selfish about your self development and skill development. Yeah, and be selfish to do that as a leader, but also allow your people to do the same. As a great company is a place where people are committed to action based on things they're learning what do you think Katie? well I think uh, I, I, I
1: always challenge my clients to um, I, 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 I'll ask them so when is the last time you sat with individuals of your management team and said what can I do to improve what you do you know it's a classic selflessness of trying to extracting um, the benefit fr- from from it all. And the answer sadly is not often. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it, it 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 should in my mind it should be a planned activity of sitting down and saying, okay, um, and, and you know, when you're a coach to these people, they often come up with kind of petty stuff and they, they you know they, they, they unbundle all of their anxieties and 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 um, and frustrations. Um, but I will just go back and say, well, when was the last time, instead of, you know, you know, crouching about this guy, when is the last time you sat down with them and said, you know, and, and just got honest and real? Uh, but start from that point of view of how can I make your job easier?
0: Yeah. How
1: can I make your life easier? That's the selfless leader. Um, that's the leader who's trying to serve. That
0: was a really good period moment, wasn't it? Full stop. I like that. I thought that, yeah. Let this island speak for itself. Correct, Kevin. Uh, a bit of soul food for Eric. Eric, uh, we both really appreciate you guiding us through this today. Sure. And assisting us with uh, the questions about it and being a different voice of reason. So, just want to just echo some thanks to you, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Eric. That was great. Really important subject. Yes. It is. And as part of conservation, we've been looking at whether being selfish or selfless is right as a leader, both historically today and with some great insights from Kevin and Eric, as usual. Eric Swick back with us again from Eric Swick Business Strategies, of course, in Denver, Colorado. Thank you for your time, Eric.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: And the marvelous man with the aura from California, Los Angeles, actually, uh, <laughs> president of RLCLA and VP of RLC Consult USA, or Consulting and Training Academy for Advisors. Slight tweak on the start. So, thank you both for your time, and we'll be posting this across all the platforms uh, tomorrow with plenty of suggestions and ideas that's come out of this conversation. So, every success with your learning. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening to Consultivations brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.